Welcome to this edition of the Million Dollar Mastermind Podcast. This is where we pick the brains of high achievers from all walks of life and get their hard-earned, real-world insights on winning. I'm your host, Larry Wydell. I'm going to divert again, since you went down that highway, most people, when they take their family on vacations, number one, don't go to Kenya. And number two, if they do go to Kenya, it's some kind of tourist thing or go see animals. What are you doing in a school in Kenya? Yeah, I wanted to, I wanted to take my kids off the beaten path. Ah. I wanted to take them somewhere where they were going to see things that they don't get a chance to see and experience other parts of the world and just kind of get raw. If I can use that term, get raw. Yeah. So when I planned this journey, that was the purpose of it. I'm, listen, there's one thing I learned when you make some money is you get to do all the fun and fancy things, but that gets pretty boring after a while. Nice hotel room becomes a nice hotel room becomes a nice hotel room. A nice car going to a nice car. But you know what's really cool? Is you can explore parts of the planet that others can't really do or don't do and have influence or have those experiences. So that's what I've chosen to do. So I took my kids to Kenya. We ended up in this little village. I met some friends down in Lamu. Lamu town, a village of, it says, oh my God, man, it's this island down on the South Indian Ocean. And uh, the only, there's no vehicles on the island, there's only donkeys. I hooked up with some friends down there. Don't ask me how those friends became my friends, but they changed my and my family's life down there. They took us to this other village where the entire economy was woven hats and woven mats. There was nothing else. So being a part of that was extraordinary. I'm sure we did the safari. I'm sure we did the things you do in Kenya or in, in Africa. My second time back to Africa, because I climbed Kilimanjaro a few years ago, and I wanted to show my kids the other side of Kilimanjaro. Yeah. Um, but um, it was, that's how I ended up there. And it was a place that I needed to go to have an adventure and show my kids life about an adventure. Now, when you, you know, what a great idea, what a great experience, formative experience for them. And as you go out, you know, we were talking about, you've got to learn how to solve problems. You've got to learn how to be a self-starter. Really, without that, you're dead. And that's probably something that you come back to or have come back to time and time again in your business career, business coaching career, would you say? Yeah, absolutely. I guess I've come back to it here within the last uh, nine months when I was like, you know what? All right, hit 50. I know I still got some value to offer back to society and went down this path and started a new company late last year called Legacy Space that I did not make it. And then made a pivot this year to the Business Athlete Performance Lab, BAPL, BAPL.ai, which uh, is, I'm really excited about that and excited about you know the solutions that we're building with that. But I'll tell you that in itself has taken a whole new level of, it's been different, right? And my last, when I started my first company, a different stage in my life, my kids, everything was different. Now I'm like, all right, I don't have 24 hours. In a, I, don't, I don't have my time like I used to have before. I, a lot of people have my time. A lot, a lot of people have dad's time now, right? So it's been different, but it always got to execute. When you're getting out of bed in the morning or you're laying in bed in the morning and the alarm clock goes off and you say to yourself, okay, well, I just think I got to have a snooze or I got to, I'm kind of having a pause of a morning. You got to go. You just got to find a way to go because nobody else is going to. Nobody's going to come. It's, it, yeah. It's, well, the other thing that you eventually you realize that it's, otherwise you're bored. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> People retire. I mean, it's the, the thing at the, uh, if you're around successful people, it does, for years, it's been known back then, like people would sell a company for 50, $100 million back when that was a lot of money. They get the trophy wife, they get the boat, 
They sail the world. And in 18 months, they're ready to blow their brains out because they're sick of the trophy wife. That you know, if they've joined a golf club, they played with the same four guys so many times they want to kill them too. And they're looking for something to do because if you make 50 to 100 million dollars, you probably got a pretty good brain on your shoulders and uh, you like accomplishing things. It's above yeah. having things and doing stuff, you like accomplishing things. And there's as a lot to be said, and it needs to be the quicker you can get this in your head as an adult. That once, you know, first of all, you want to prove yourself, you want to move up, you want to get some credentials behind your name. But then it's a matter of doing it because just the sheer enjoyment of accomplishing and those kind of benefits ripple back to you. And at some point, you got to do something. And recreation is only going to be satisfied in terms of getting you to recreate away from your work. Absolutely. No, I hear you, man. I absolutely hear you loud and clear. Listen, I see you seeing myself departed ways a couple of years ago. And I took those couple of years to really, like you said, I really slowed it down. I spent a lot of time in my garden. I spent a lot of time driving my kids around with my Uber hat. And, and then it was like, all right, it was Kenya was the peak for me. It was like, okay, done Kenya, celebrated 50, hit Kenya, boom, boom. Now it's back to work. And that's what dad's been up to, back to work. Where did, how long did it take you Where along the way did you get intrigued with sales or figure out that you could be good in sales? (laughs) Because really the truth of it is, Keith, we're all in sales. I mean, you're a mom with kids. You're trying to sell them on doing what they're supposed to do. You can't get away from sales. I was going to write a book one time, like everybody's a salesman. But (laughs) it's interesting when you say that, Larry, because I could not agree more with you. It's funny because you look at a lot of organizations and everybody holds their hat up. They're the most important HR or operations. They're like, we're the most important. We're the most important. But they all forget. Everybody forgets. If nobody is selling the product, nobody has jobs. Right. Yeah. Period. Like just period. Like there's no HR, there's no operations. There's none of everything else that we all like to have or want to have. And and we think we need to have, but actually we don't need to have because if the CEO or the president's selling, nobody else is like, it's funny to me because sales is the core of of a business. It really is. But you asked me what I got started. I got started when I was, uh, I don't know, five years old, six years old, selling caterpillars and selling rocks in my parents' driveway. My parents had gravel with speckles in them. And I thought that it was money. So I would put them in a jar, sit at the end of the driveway and try to sell them. And then I'd try to sell caterpillars. I'd put them in my jars, poke the holes. And then at my parents' end of the driveway on the, on the mailbox, I'd put posters up, my caterpillars and rocks for sale. Nobody ever bought any, but I was like, <laughs> I could make money by doing that. That was, there was this, and again, I was this idea that brought up on this kind of this US American dream concept, right? And yeah. I'm serious because I'm, I'm, I grew up in the eighties. I grew up watching that chasing the quote unquote, the dream. So I grew up right. chasing the, the Corvette. I ended up with a Tesla. Yeah. So I grew up chasing yeah. those things, right? But it started as a young man. And when, when MTV was born. So I was around when MTV was around. So all that kind of, when America was kind of going, okay, here's what all this media and all this pop culture and pop culture was born. And I was, I was eating it up, Larry, eating it up, eating it up, eating it up. And sales became your ticket for getting there. I remember early on in uh, college, I guess, college where somebody explained to me 85% of the people that make above average income are in sales. The other 15% are professional athletes or doctors, lawyers, Indian chiefs, but 85% of them are salespeople. And at that time, that was not good news for me because 
To me, I thought sales was a magic trick. You'd see guys make sales as like, I don't even know what I just saw, but they wound up buying. But you unravel it and you find out there's, you know, there's a sequence, there's a process, there's questions, you, uh, there's words <laughs> that make these things happen. Uh I learned from one of the best sales organizations around Xerox, and you can relate to probably that girl, you know, knowing back in the day, they were the, known as the, the sales organization. They taught me how to sell. Let's just talk about that process because you have people right now that are running organizations, having salespeople come in, they've got sales training programs, or they're going to need to do develop sales training program. And I've got my own experience and philosophy about best ways of doing that. What was the way that you learned at Xerox and then how is that you modified that as you uh, built your own company? Yeah, great question, Larry. It's simple to me, really. It's talking to people, right? Yeah. So now that's define those three words, talking to people, whether that's one-to-one, -one, whether that's through mass marketing, and then it comes down to numbers, doesn't it? And what yeah. Xerox taught me was, okay, if I talked to 10 people a day, 50 people from Monday to Friday, then out of those 50 people I talked to, how many of them could be prospects? And then out of those prospects, how many can I turn into suspects and how many could I close? So I learned the art of what the numbers meant. Right. What I also learned was that selling happens between 7 a.m. and 7 p.m. And all your other work, and for anybody listening right now, <laughs> this is the key, right? 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. you're selling. All the other work happens when you're not selling. Yeah. Right? And that's what people don't wrap their head around, right? Which yeah. is, if you really want to be different, you got to sell when... And you know what else? Sell at 2 a.m. when the CEO is up. Or sell at 11 o'clock. I don't care anybody says, don't email, don't text somebody. I'll tell you what else a game changer for me, Larry, was the BlackBerry. So I, I had one of the first BlackBerries here in Manitoba. And as I had that and I was starting ICUC, the speed at which I was able to respond to things or reach out to somebody like yourself while sitting on my couch at 11 p.m. or midnight and you're a CEO or a founder of a business, you're probably working too. Yeah. Those are the tricks that I learned, right? Yeah. Now, at... How do they, I mean, do they have like, they put you through a uh, one month long training program or it, there's a thing about classroom training really goes in one ear and out the other. I'm saying it's just Apple. You have, at it. you have to have training that sticks and yeah. you, you got to get them in live. At some point you got to get them in live fire, real situation. You know, you earn while you learn as quickly as possible. So things stick. And then if you don't have the answer, you're looking somebody in the eyes and you're going to say, next time I'm in this situation, I'm going to know the answer. And so you wind up paying attention, but how did they put you through that orientation and that learning process? Yeah, they sent me off to Toronto for, I think it was three or four days and it was classroom training, but it was then budding up and, and it was philosophical stuff and it was as much brand training, right? Because yeah, you know, right. you're off as a brand. You another company and the history and the story and drink the Kool-Aid, drink the Kool-Aid. But then, but it was teaching us the tactics involved. So if you're going to go to one business while you're there, why don't you go to the left door and the right door? So those simple right. things, right? So yeah. in the internet world, if you're going to talk to company A, well, or again, let's use a better example. If you're going to talk to company B, well, why not reach out to company A and C? Because yeah. it's probably going to be a... So those little things that you're like, all right, okay, that makes sense to me. Yeah, okay. Right? So, and the other thing I always... That I think always helps me and what I've told anybody that I work with, Larry, is that if you find yourself waking up or in the middle of your day going, oh, I just don't know what to do. My list is massive and my head is spinning. I got all these things to do. If you can find the way to pause and stop and do one thing, yeah. One thing I'd recommend you do is sell 
Because if you can drive revenue, everything else doesn't matter, right? So if you can think to yourself, okay, and even if it's an indirect way to drive revenue, but stop thinking about all the other programs or problems and go, okay, I'm going to do this task right now because this task is going to lead to more revenue. Because nobody, your boss, nobody will ever say, Larry, you shouldn't be doing that. Yeah, but I'm just trying to make money for the company. Okay, good job. Right? It's a simple thing. Just focus on revenue, sales, right? Thanks for listening to the Million Dollar Mastermind. If you felt there were any valuable takeaways from this episode, please take a minute and leave us a five-star review. Your feedback is important and really helps us get the word out to a wider audience. Remember, we have a valuable webinar that is absolutely free. Register for it right now at whitealamwinning.com. Thanks for listening.